Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am really excited about today's episode. It's something I haven't done before. I've done a few book review episodes, and I actually have a really freaking awesome one coming up next week that I'm so excited about. But today I wanted to kind of riff on that a little bit and actually do a review of a very interesting white paper that I read. Now, sometimes when people read white papers or hear about white papers or even download a white paper. It just feels cumbersome and clunky and lots of pages and you just want the cliff notes. So consider this my thoughts, my perspective, my cliff notes on a white paper that I recently read about carbohydrate intolerance. And before we dive into it, I just want to say I moved recently and so I'm trying to find the best place in my new space to record with the highest quality, without an echo, without a lot of street noise. Um, So bear with me. The other thing I will say is, as I record this, trying a new location, I also have all of my windows open because my air conditioning is broken. So it is mighty hot in here, and I could close the windows to reduce the street noise, or I could leave them open and we can all just deal with it. And I'm going for the latter. So thank you for the patience. Um, the AC will be fixed tomorrow. So the windows will be closed after that. And I will hopefully find the right spot in here to record. So as always, thanks for understanding. So this white paper, it is written by someone named Dr. Philip Maffetone. And He is a coach for a lot of elite athletes, but he also very much specializes in fat loss in addition to fitness. And I've been reading through a lot of his material, his research, his white papers over the last couple of months. And when I read his white paper, which is basically a, a research review on carbohydrate intolerance, I thought to myself, I want to share this. I want to break it down and give the most important information and the takeaways about what you need to be concerned about and what you need to do to make improvements. So that is what we are doing. This is a white paper from Dr. Philip Maffetone. I will link to his research and his white papers on the show notes over at primalpotential.com. If you're a geek like me and you want to get all the details, um, this white paper is free. You just download it. But again, if you don't want to read through all the pages, I am going to attempt to really summarize it, share my thoughts on it, tell you what you can do to assess your degree of carbohydrate intolerance, or maybe lack thereof, and what you can do to improve. When we talk about carbohydrate intolerance, 
We could also say it as impaired carbohydrate metabolism, which can span anything from being sensitive to carbohydrates. Maybe you feel like you always have cravings or you get really bloated when you eat carbs. We'll explain what it can mean and the different degrees of carbohydrate intolerance. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to share Dr. Maffetone's thoughts as well as mine on specific things that you can do to improve your carbohydrate tolerance. Because no matter where you fall on the spectrum of intolerance, there's always something you can do. But why does this matter? Other than bloating, other than maybe feeling like, you know, the breadbasket is your worst nightmare, why do we care? And the reality is it's not just about weight loss or fat loss. Yes, Carbohydrate intolerance can impair your metabolism. It can reduce your ability to burn fat. It can impair your body's reaction to the hormone insulin. It can inhibit the action of another hormone, leptin, so we just don't feel satisfied from eating as much. But it also has more significant issues that take longer to develop. So when we ignore these issues of carbohydrate intolerance, we're really setting ourselves up for potentially big time trouble down the road. And we see carbohydrate intolerance primarily in overweight and obese people, but not exclusively because according to this research, and there's like two pages of citations uh, in this uh, white paper that I will share with you guys, but up to 40% of people who are not overweight have degrees of carbohydrate intolerance that can absolutely be improved with some pretty straightforward nutrition changes. But as I said, this is not just about fat loss. This is not just about wanting to be able to eat bread. When we talk about impaired carbohydrate metabolism or carbohydrate intolerance, we need to keep in mind what metabolism really is so that we understand the bigger, broader impact of carb intolerance. Metabolism, simply put, is our body's ability to harvest nutrients and energy from food so that we can fuel and and allow our body to function so that we can give our body the energy that it needs and allow our body to function as necessary. So what happens if we have an impaired metabolism? What happens if when we say that metabolism is the ability to harvest energy uh, and nutrition from food, well, what happens if we can't properly harvest energy and nutrients from the food we eat? Well, then we impair the overall function of our body. We cannot function optimally, and this accelerates aging. It creates disease. So I want everybody to understand this is far more than fat loss. Yes, having an impaired metabolism can lead to weight gain. It can impair fat loss. It can leave you feeling like you have low energy in a chronic kind of way. But those are outward symptoms of internal dysregulation that absolutely impacts the development of disease, the aging process, the rate of aging. So it's not just about vanity. I want us all to be about on the same page that this is not just about bread is good and I don't want to be fat. Impaired carbohydrate metabolism impairs the functioning of your mitochondria, the energy factories in your cell, which means you cannot get the energy to the cells of your body that you need, which, yes, will leave you feeling lethargic, 
but also leads to the development of disease. This is a big deal. It can also lead to vascular issues, blood flow issues, including blood flow issues to the brain, which has a significant impact on mood, depression and anxiety, on attention, on memory. One of the things that I found most fascinating that I'll probably spend the majority of time on today with Dr. Maffetone's white paper is that he divides carbohydrate intolerance into three stages. And these stages are a spectrum, meaning that they go from mild to more significant to more severe. And the longer you progress along the spectrum without taking steps to improve your carbohydrate tolerance, the longer and the more likely you are to slide down the spectrum into more serious conditions, even disease, serious disease. So as we're reviewing this information, I want you to be thinking about what sounds like you, where you feel like you fit along this spectrum in these three stages of carbohydrate intolerance and be paying attention for changes you can make to improve how you feel. And the one thing that I also need you guys to keep in mind, those of you especially who are parents, these stages can and do begin in childhood, okay? So this is not something that we just need to worry about because we're adults. No, we are seeing this more and more and more with kids because of their consumption of refined carbohydrates on a regular basis, okay? So very similar to metabolic syndrome, which is a trio of risk factors, carbohydrate intolerance is gonna be marked by three things. Insulin resistance, not being optimally responsive to the hormone insulin, right? Chronic inflammation and excess body fat. That does not mean that if you are not overweight, you are not at risk. That is not true. This is just a general categorization of the three most common things we see with carbohydrate intolerance, meaning we are any degree of insulin resistant, we have chronic inflammation and excessive body fat. And all three of these factors, insulin resistance, inflammation, and excess body fat, are dramatically and significantly and very quickly influenced by what we eat. So our food choices can make these worse very quickly, or they can make them better pretty quickly as well. Of those three, though, I totally understand that the most difficult to, to assess, the most difficult one to be able to say, do I have this, is chronic inflammation. Because it takes so many forms, and unfortunately, most people think that it's just normal aging or who they are or what their body feels like. When we talk about chronic inflammation in the most mild cases, you might have systemic inflammation and not know it. Or it might be something that's just nagging and you attribute it to something else like headaches, digestive challenges, whether that's stomach aches or diarrhea. It might be joint pain. Or it could be more advanced like an autoimmune disease or cancer. So the flow of carbohydrate intolerance, and you'll see this in a little chart if you download the white paper from Dr. Maffetone, but the flow of carbohydrate intolerance, how it happens and how it's made worse, goes like this. You have a diet high in refined carbohydrates, processed foods or crackers, chips, cookies, pretzels, bagels, pasta, you name it, right? Which leads to three things, insulin resistance, chronic inflammation, increased body fat. Then, the longer it goes on, you have more of those things, more insulin resistance, more chronic inflammation, more body fat. 
As this continues, it goes to accelerating the aging process, to systemic dysfunction that leads to an increased disease risk and oftentimes illness that might come before chronic disease. So nagging problems or feeling sick or just feeling not well that then becomes chronic disease. So let's break down these three stages. I, I told you guys that Dr. Maffetone uh, breaks down carbohydrate intolerance into three stages. And I will link to this white paper if you want to download it over on the show notes at primalpotential.com. So stage one, we're talking about the signs and symptoms of the first stage of carbohydrate intolerance. And it actually starts, the, the initial risk factor is with babies birth weight under 5.5 pounds or over 9 pounds. And then from there, for the rest of us that aren't infants, feeling sleepy or tired after you eat, losing focus or having trouble paying attention after you eat, feeling bloated after you eat, generally having excess bo uh, body fat around your midsection, hormonal imbalances of any kind, excessive hunger, Increased craving for sweets. Again, these are all signs and symptoms of the first stage of carbohydrate intolerance. Also an impaired immune system. Impaired ability to regulate your blood sugar levels. Sleep problems, hyperactivity, and depression. Then as we move into stage two, which is a slightly more advanced degree of carbohydrate intolerance, we see things like chronic pain. This could be headaches, it could be joint pain, any kind of chronic pain. High LDL cholesterol, low HDL cholesterol, high triglycerides, arthritis, hypertension or even prehypertension, gout, sleep apnea, kidney stones, gallstones, obesity, prediabetes, osteoporosis, any type of menstrual irregularities from just having an abnormal cycle to PCOS, infertility, uh, also memory issues, depression, and anxiety. And then when we get to stage three of carbohydrate intolerance, that's when we see disease, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, or other forms of dementia, as well as cancers. One of the most common things we see in all levels of carbohydrate intolerance that many people think is just them or they attribute it to some other area of their life, and it really is more about food than anything else, is depression and anxiety, because your brain requires that your blood sugar levels stay steady. And when we consume a diet rich in processed foods, treats, sweets, crackers, cookies, junk, all whatever, that resulting blood sugar roller coaster is really hard on your brain. And that's when we see depression, anxiety, mood swings, hyperactivity, lack of focus, trouble with learning and memory. In fact, uh, in this white paper, Maffetone refers to some research that calls this impact of a diet high in refined carbs cerebral diabetes, basically like diabetes of the brain, and shares that when we see kids with carbohydrate intolerance because they're having diets high in refined carbs, they score significantly worse on tasks that require attention or concentration, math, math tasks or executive function tasks, as well as, of course, memory and attention. And then similarly, adults with symptoms of carbohydrate intolerance have lower overall cognitive function, everything from attention, focus, memory, uh, ability to learn, ability to recall, just general mood and cognitive function. And I'll tell you that that's for sure been true for me. I am infinitely more focused and alert without 
the refined carbs than I ever was when I was eating junk all the time. Even now when I have a cupcake or a bowl of ice cream, I notice that I don't feel as sharp, but I couldn't recognize those things when I was regularly consuming that stuff because there was no contrast. It was just my baseline. It was my normal. One of the most fascinating parts for me of this white paper was when he talked about carbohydrate intolerance and exercise or working out. And basically what he says is that individuals who are carbohydrate intolerant are at higher risk of overtraining and exercise-induced injury because their metabolism is impaired. I mean, think about it. Metabolism, remember, is the process of harvesting for the body the energy that it needs. And if you can't do that well, you aren't performing as well during exercise and you aren't recovering as well because you're not as efficient in getting your body what it needs. And he goes so far as to suggest and cite research that high-intensity exercise can make carbohydrate intolerance worse. But, 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 okay, so what I'm saying is he's suggesting that high-intensity exercise may make carbohydrate intolerance worse. But before you panic and say, wait, I thought one way to improve carb tolerance was to do high-intensity training and to lift heavy weights, please listen. In fact, It might be best, I'm going to use myself as an example here, right? Because generally speaking, I am someone who has impaired carbohydrate metabolism. Granted, it has improved dramatically over the past few years with weight loss and improving my food choices and cutting out the refined junk. But if I had started high intensity interval training at 350 pounds, I think this would have been a problem. But As I made gradual improvements to my diet, as I lost a lot of fat mass, I added in high-intensity interval training. Now, here's how we evaluate this objectively, and this is what you need to do. You can't hear something that's contrary to what maybe you've thought before and go, oh my God, so what does that mean? What do I do? This is how we evaluate it objectively, using myself as an example. Did I experience inflammation or chronic pain when I started doing high-intensity interval training? No, I didn't. So far, so good. If I had, that might have been indicative of creating more problems, but I didn't have that experience. Did my symptoms of carbohydrate intolerance get worse? No. Did I have more cravings? Did I have lower energy? Did I have trouble focusing or trouble recovering? Nope. Was I able to burn fat? Yes. If I was making my carb intolerance worse, then I wouldn't have seen that fat loss and I wouldn't have seen that I recovered well, that I didn't have pain, right? Did I see a further improvement in my symptoms, my carbohydrate intolerance symptoms, whether that's energy, cravings, focus, you name it, all the things we went through. Did I see further improvement? Yes, I did. So this is the same process I want you to go through. First, if you aren't even doing high-intensity interval training, then stop the mental gymnastics about what's beneficial and what's not. You're not doing it, so you don't need to worry about it. Don't let it take up space in your brain. If you are doing high-intensity interval training and you consider yourself someone who is relatively or significantly intolerant to carbohydrates and you're wondering if it's potentially making your carbohydrate intolerance worse, ask yourself this really simple, straightforward question. Well, is it? Ignore theory and look at your body for answers. Do you experience more cravings when you do high intensity interval training? Do you struggle to recover from the workout, right? Whether that's feeling really low energy or having pain and soreness, not bouncing back. Are you seeing the fat loss you want to see? 
Are your symptoms of carbohydrate intolerance getting better or getting worse? Overall, do you feel like your health is improving or declining? Right? These are the ways we decide whether or not something is good for us, not good in theory. Getting hung up on, well, so-and-so says this, but such-and-such said this, it's a terrible use of your energy. It's completely ineffective and a waste of time. Instead, just say, well, what's true for my body? Are you guys with me on that? I really hope so. Let's talk now about what to do about it. How do you improve your carbohydrate intolerance? How do you improve your body's ability to metabolize carbohydrates? Maffetone makes two primary recommendations. Number one is an obvious one. Eat fewer refined carbs. These are your chips, your bagels, your pasta, your cookies, your crackers, your all of that stuff. Eat less of that stuff. If it didn't come from the ground or come from an animal might want to look at eating less of it. And then the second recommendation he makes is to reduce stress. And I can't tell you how many people are missing the incredible significance of this. In fact, I did an episode on the link between stress and fat loss that I will make sure to link to in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. So many times my clients will get frustrated if they're not seeing the results they want, but they're not satisfied with the answer from me of, You must reduce your physical and emotional stress if you want to burn fat. You must. That's not good. They want like, tell me what to eat differently. Tell me how to work out differently. No, tackle your stress. And Maffetone agrees. Physical stress that comes from consuming sugar, physical stress that comes from eating foods to which you're sensitive, physical stress from illness or injury or lack of sleep but also the emotional, mental, psychological stress, these trigger inflammation and prevent your body from functioning properly, prevent your body from properly harvesting energy from food. This impairs fat burning and it is a really big deal. He also suggests eating more healthy fats, fats from whole food sources because these don't trigger an insulin response and therefore will help to improve your carbohydrate tolerance. So these fats from whole food sources are things like olives, avocado, coconut, um, high quality proteins that are higher in fat like salmon or beef, right? Those are the things we want to focus on, eating fewer refined carbs, reducing stress, eating more of these healthy fats, okay? And ultimately, track, write down what you're eating and how it makes you feel. That is the most powerful way to see if the changes you are making are bringing you further or are holding you back, are moving you towards progress or are keeping you from progress. We don't need to worry about theory. We just need to pay attention to our own body. We need to know when our energy is increasing or decreasing. We need to know when we're experiencing more cravings or fewer cravings. We need to know when we have more focus or less focus, more fat loss or less fat loss. And it only takes about five minutes a day to write down what you eat and how it makes you feel, how it impacts your sleep, how it impacts your energy, your hunger, your cravings, your mood, your attention, all of those things, it only takes a few minutes. And those are your answers that you need in order to make progress. So I've been sharing in the past few episodes and will continue to do so on July 12th, which is my birthday and Primal Potential's second birthday anniversary. I don't know the appropriate word there, so I'll just use them both because why not? 
On 712, I will be opening up ticket sales for the first ever Primal Potential Weekend Workshop Transformational Opportunity. I initially thought that I was going to open it up to 100 people after talking to a lot of uh, great resources that, that helped me see how I can be most effective. I've decided to make it only 50, 50 so that it can be much more personalized, so that I can spend much more individual time and really get to know you guys and make a significant impact in your life. So I'm going to be sharing a lot more information about that exciting event in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. It is November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's just the evening of the 3rd for a cocktail reception, and then all day the 4th, all day the 5th in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets go on sale on 712. So if you want to be one of the first people to get the information, just go to the Save the Date page, which is primalpotential.com forward slash save dash the dash date. And I will also link to that over in the show notes. What I ate yesterday, oh, I ate some good stuff yesterday. I uh, had coffee, of course, and then I made breakfast of cauliflower rice, so just finely chopped cauliflower. It was kind of a scramble with eggs and bacon and crab meat because I got some really great fresh crab meat. So I had half of that for breakfast and then the the other half a few hours later for sort of an early lunch. Mid-afternoon, I had some Greek yogurt, and then I took myself out to dinner because my AC is broken. And I went to two different places. At the first one, I got some halibut ceviche, which was amazing. And I had about a quarter of a mixed drink. It wasn't a sweetened mixed drink. It was mezcal, um, which is tequila with uh, some orange and bitters. I had about a quarter of that. It was good, but I didn't need to drink the whole thing. After the first few sips, I was like, yeah, I've got the, got the gist of this. I'm good. And then I went to another restaurant for an entree. I had chicken thighs with creme fraiche and pickled ginger in lettuce cups. It was really, really, really good. So that's what I ate yesterday. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Definitely start to look at making changes to improve your carbohydrate intolerance, because if you don't, know that you are moving down a spectrum that is not ending well. It ends with disease and illness and all sorts of challenging issues, including uh, impaired ability to burn fat. And that is just no bueno for anybody. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey Houston, Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Con's today and find out what invincible feels like.